0: You're listening to a sermon from Church of Christ at Treaty. For more resources, check out cctreaty.org. All right. Good morning, church. How many of you believe it takes faith? That's what we're in a series. Uh, We're going to dive into Hebrews chapter 11. If you have the word in front of you, uh, Hebrews 11, chapter 11, sorry, verses 1 through 3 is our springboard for today. The title of this message is that it takes faith to believe in what we cannot see. Amen? It takes faith to believe in what we cannot see. Here's what the writer says. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. Hebrews chapter 11 is commonly referred to as the faith chapter. Uh, some people will call it the hall of faith Each section in this passage that we're going to unpack for several weeks starts out with the phrase, by faith. And then it lists someone's name and what they've done because of having faith. All of the people that we're going to look at are people found in the Old Testament, although what's interesting is that the Old Testament only uses the word faith 16 times in the NIV. In the NIV Bible, the word faith is used about 246 times, and only 16 of those times are found in the Old Testament. But Hebrews 11 makes it very clear that there were plenty of people in the Old Testament who lived by faith. They exhibited a tremendous amount of faith. And in looking at these people, we're going to look at examples of see what it takes faith to do. How many of you want to live by faith? I want to live by faith. I want to live, I want my story to be a by faith story, amen? Like I want to have a testimony that lives longer than me that my kids would say, by faith, my dad did this. By faith, John did this. By faith, Andrea. By faith, Tim, Tom. They lived by faith. What is faith? faith. To kick off the series, we have to answer and ask the question and the answers found in the first three verses that we just read, where it says, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Faith involves believing certain things without having concrete evidence that may support it. I have faith in God but yet I cannot point to you and say, look over there, there's God, right? I have faith that he exists, but I can't point to him physically and show you concretely that he's there. It doesn't take faith to believe in me because you can see me. Now it may take faith to believe me, right? Because you may not always see or understand But it doesn't take faith for you to believe in me because you can see me. I'm right here. And so it doesn't involve faith for you to believe something that you can see. However, with God, we can't do that. I can't take you to Him and show you Him physically. I can't get my phone out, open up maps, and say, if you put in these coordinates, it's going to take you to God. Just follow the voice on the phone. That's not how it works. I can't put coordinates on your phone that will lead you on a path that will get you to heaven. It's not possible. However, I believe both in God and I believe in heaven. How? By faith. Not just religious people. It's not just Christians who have faith. I wanna be clear. There are plenty of non-religious people who have faith in something or someone else. Some people's faith lies in science, In scientific theories, some people's faith lies in certain people. Listen, even people that don't believe in God, who would be self-proclaimed atheists, have faith. They have faith in what? That God doesn't exist. They can't prove it. They just believe that God doesn't exist. They have faith. So what is our faith built upon? For an atheist, it might be built upon uh, the existence of evil, I think of the the story, if you've ever read, the biography of Steve Jobs, who had a hard time ever finding hope or belief in God because of the evil and the injustice that existed in the world around him. For those who believe in scientific theories, their faith is built on the trust in some specific scientists who came up with theories and the believability in their mind of these theories. But Hebrews 11.3 tells us that by faith, we understand Christians understand that the universe was formed at God's command by his voice so that what is seen, what we see with our eyes was not made out of what was visible. We couldn't see what he used to make what we see. Isn't that interesting? We could not see the stuff that God used to make the stuff that we see by faith. We believe God created, the Bible tells us, everything from nothing, Now, Big Bang theorists believe that something was created from nothing, but we believe that everything came from nothing. They don't have an answer to what would have caused an explosion that would have set the course of the universe into motion, but they're adamant by faith. It wasn't God. But we believe by faith and know it was God, and that God, our creator, is the reason that everything that you and I exist. Amen? Amen? Evolutionists want to believe by faith that all of life started from uh, amoeba, and I don't know what they say caused it to exist, but they believe by faith that a single cell somehow morphed and evolved into something else, which then developed into something else, into another species, which involves, in fact, in my opinion, way more faith than believing that the God of the universe created each and every thing. For the Christian, our faith is not just built on things that we don't see. Our faith is built on discoveries that we see in our world, tangible support that we see in the Bible. Things like fossilized fish people have found in mountainous regions support Noah and the flood. Right? There's archaeological excavations that show proof of stories like the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, the walls of Jericho that they marched around came tumbling down. There's Uh, archeological digs that have uncovered that. It's supported uh, in the discovery of the Dead Sea Scrolls that were found with incredible accuracy. It's built on the realities of what has happened in people's lives that have proven the existence of God to generations of people. Things that many other people have to subscribe to chance or accident or luck or coincidence, we take by faith. That's what it takes. It's humility and faith in God and a willingness to see beyond things that we can't see. The Bible tells us that not only do we need to have eyes to see, but Scripture in Romans, Paul tells us, we need to have ears to hear. Check out Romans chapter 10, verses 14 and 17. Paul writes this, How then can they, people, call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they're sent? As it is written, he quotes old scripture, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news. You have beautiful feet, did you know that? Like when you take your shoes off and you ask your wife to rub your feet, she's like, your feet are nasty. Like I have beautiful feet. How beautiful my dear are the feet of the one that is sent by God you are lucky that I have beautiful feet, right? But not all the Israelites accepted the good news. Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our message? Verse 17, consequently, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word about Jesus. So we cannot have faith in Jesus if we have not heard the gospel of Jesus. Amen? Listen, that is the foundation of this message. You cannot have faith in Jesus if you haven't heard it. Open up your ears. This is going to take faith to believe in something that we cannot see. Everybody who hears doesn't have faith to believe, right? Not everyone who hears the message, not everyone who's ever attended church has come to believing faith in Jesus. Paul says, not all the Israelites accepted the good news. They heard it, but they didn't receive it by what? Faith. They heard it, they didn't receive it by faith. God gives everybody through his spirit the ability to believe by faith. The Holy Spirit, uh, the Bible tells us, works on each one of us to help us to accept the gospel. In 2 Peter, it's not on your screen, but if you want to write down 2 Peter 3, 9, we see this idea that the, the, he states that God wants no one to perish. The Bible says it's not God's desire that anybody would perish, but that all would come to repentance, that everyone would come to a saving relationship with Jesus. But you can't believe, you can't have faith if you haven't heard the word. We need eyes to see and ears to to hear. You can't just have faith by hearing. You have to accept the message by faith. My faith allows me to believe that what I'm hearing is true, and it doesn't happen overnight. My faith doesn't increase exponentially every single day of my life. We typically have this gradual, slow period where we're thinking about things, or we're pondering things, debating things, and we come as believers to accept more and more until we get to the point where we surrender when we place all of our faith in Christ. We believe what we're hearing through the word. It doesn't just mean that we understand everything. Come on, that's good news because I don't understand everything I hear and everything I read in the scriptures, but I can have faith without having to know everything, right? I can have faith without understanding everything. See, I have faith, but maybe it's a different thing for you, but I have faith in the Trinity. But that doesn't mean I understand how one God could be three distinct and specific entities or persons. I can't explain it perfectly. I don't understand it perfectly, but by faith, I can believe in one God who exists in three persons because the Bible tells me so. And because God is faithful and because his word is true. I can believe it takes faith but I can believe in things that I cannot see. I meet people all the time that say, I can't come to Jesus or I can't become a Christian until I have it all figured out. How many of you know someone like that? They're like, well, I just don't understand it. It doesn't make sense to me. Well, I have news for you. If you're gonna wait till you understand everything, you can just go ahead and give up right now, right? You're never going to accept Jesus without faith. You're never going to understand everything without faith. Christians, we come to Jesus and then we spend, listen, the rest of our lives trying to figure it out and be like Christ. Man, I thought, uh, I thought, I remember being young thinking that like 30 was old and then 40 was old and now like 60 seems young, right? Like you just like, think you're going to know more and understand more and have more things figured out. But the older I get, the more I realize I have no clue what I'm doing. I'm just by faith, putting one foot in front of the other every day and hoping that I'm hearing from God and not from myself. Trying to fully understand God is impossible. It's not going to happen, but we have the faith to believe what the Bible says. And it makes sense to believe in it because if God's who he says he is, and the word is, what he says the word is, then we can hang our hope and our faith in Jesus. We need to understand that simply just having faith in Jesus is not enough. We have to have the right kind of faith. If you wanna look with me in James chapter two, the author describes two different types of faith. There's a, 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 a right kind of faith, the kind of faith that goes beyond more belief. It's not just belief. James shows us the difference between that kind of faith and about dead faith. I guess you could say it's dead faith and saving faith. Here's how James describes it in chapter 2 of his letter, verse 14. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes or daily food, and one of them says, To them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but they do nothing about the physical need. What good is that? In the same way, faith by itself, if it's not accompanied by action, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds and I'll show you my faith by my deeds. Verse 19, you believe that there is one God. I like this, good Even the demons believe that and shudder. Even the demons have faith, but it's dead. There's two kinds of faith. There's dead faith that's built on our own intellectual belief, and that's the end of it. Oh yeah, I know, I've heard it. I know, God, God, Jesus died for me. It's all in their head it's intellectual. There's nothing deeper than that. And then there's what James describes, which is a saving faith that involves putting what I believe into practice. It's an active faith. When I act on what I say I believe, that's genuine saving faith. And that's what we're going to see as we unpack for the next few weeks. Hebrews chapter 11 is we see people who had faith that led to action, right? Right? Like our faith requires action. It's not the action or the deeds that save us. We're not earning our way into heaven. We're not better because we did something. But every single one of us, listen, we have a by faith story. God is writing a story about you that is by faith. Josh did this by faith. Max did this by faith. Katie did this. It takes faith to believe in what we cannot see. And that's what we're gonna see if we really are sure of what we hope for and we're certain about the things that we can't see. If we're sure that God is who he says, that he's the God of the promise, that he's offered us heaven and hope for those who trust in him and believe in him and everything he's taught us in the Bible is true and we can live in accordance with what he's commanded. I love this quote that I found this week. I really, I like quirpy or quippy kind of things and this is what it says. Listen, I'll say it twice because it's interesting. The faith of the head is the faith that is dead. The faith of the heart is better in part, but the faith of the hand is the faith that will stand for the faith that will do must include the first two. Right? The faith in the head is faith that's dead if if it's by itself. The faith of the heart is better in part, but the faith of the hand is the faith that will stand for the faith that will do includes The verse two, it's not just in our head, it's in our hearts. And then it leads to actions. By faith, we can believe in things that we don't see. Paul says it this way in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, for we live by faith, not by sight. For we live by what? Not by? We live by what? Not by? So we believe in what we can't see. And we walk and we live with the one who is faithful, right? By faith, we step out. Listen, we step out of our comfort zone. We sit on the front row on Sunday morning, right? I love you guys. I don't even know you, but I like you already, right? We step out of our comfort zone. We say hello to the person that we don't know. We stop and help the person that we're able and physically have the ability and the time to help. We step out of our comfort zones and we take risks. By faith, we trust God when he tells us to move. We have no idea how it's going to turn out. Philip Yancey, an author, I, I really like the way he says this. He says, faith means trusting in advance what is only going to make sense in reverse. Think about that. Faith means that we trust in advance what's only gonna make sense in reverse. How many of you can look back at your life and see the faithfulness of God? But if you would have only done what made sense, how many things would you have not done? Right? Like, I can tell you, if I would have only done what made sense, I would have never taken my family to Oklahoma. It didn't make sense. But I can look back and see the faithfulness of God all over it. Right? Right? It didn't make sense to pursue growing our family through adoption. But as I look back, I can see that my steps and my risks and my faith in action, God was entirely faithful, that he knew what he was doing. And sometimes we're afraid. And so we come up with these statements like, well, what if it doesn't work out? What if I fail? Well, that's where we need to step in and trust God Because he can see it even when we can't. That's when we have faith that God will equip us to do what he's already called us and asked us to do. The Bible's clear. He's prepared something for you to do. He's given you the resources, the abilities to do it. He can see it. You can't take the life of faith. I've shared this before, but I really like this uh, analogy about the African impala it can jump up to 10 feet and it can jump farther than 30 feet. But if I take an African impala and I put it in a zoo, I can put a three foot fence in front of it and it will stay in there. Why? Because it cannot see where its feet will land. You can literally hold one of the fastest, highest jumping, farthest jumping animals in the entire world. You can hold it captive by putting something in front of it that blocks its vision from seeing what's on the other side. Church, this is us. We are held captive by the what ifs on the other side. What if I'm rejected when I share my faith with my sister? What if, worse than that, what if I'm threatened to be killed for taking a stand for what I believe? We can't see the other side, but we belong to the one who can, right? I don't want to live like the African Impala. I don't want a three-foot fence put in front of me when I've got a God who made the fence, who sees the other side, who, in fact, is on the other side, right? It takes faith. I don't want to live a by-faith story that goes like this, by-faith, Ryan, Ryan, took the safe opportunity every time and always stayed under the speed limit and always was early and never took risks, right? That's not what we're gonna read about in the next few weeks. If we're willing to live by faith and not by sight, then we realize that we can take steps of faith and we can trust God, that we're gonna see results that he knows about and things that he's asked us to do. We're going to see that a gentle answer, like the Bible says, really does turn away wrath. God says, do it. We don't argue. We just say, okay. We find out that when we do resist temptation, when we do resist the devil, that God is bigger than all those things. When we go through it, we understand how the testing of our faith develops perseverance. James says to consider it joy when we face trials because it builds something in us that develops perseverance. And seeing these things play out in our lives gives us confidence to trust in the whole word of God that challenges us to believe that God will never leave you or forsake you. Do you believe that? Do you believe that God will never leave you or forsake you? Then stop letting the three foot fence keep you from following God and from doing what he asks by faith. And it takes faith to believe in things that we can't see. Trusting in the fact that God is coming back for us and that one day people are going to read our stories. They're going to tell stories about how we lived. And faith proves itself through action. And God shows himself when we exercise his faith. Faith sees the invisible. Faith believes in the incredible. And faith receives the impossible. Listen, nothing is impossible for who? God. God. But sometimes we live as if we couldn't possibly face what's on the other side of that three foot fence. If we give ourselves in to things like skepticism or pessimism, we'll miss out on experiencing God at his best. If we're people who live in doubt and worry and fear, we'll never ever get to the higher ground that God called us to. The incredible and impossible things that we could see happen will pass us by and someone else will get to see it but if we're sure of who we believe in and if we're sure of who we are and what we hope for, then hope and faith comes alive. If we're certain of what we can't even see, if we know that we're gonna see it, if we live by faith, we'll find joy and freedom in that. I wanna close with a poem that I read by Ruth Morgan. I don't really like poems that much, but this one was pretty cool. And I try to mix it up. Sometimes I try to say some things I don't really like because I know some people like poems. You're welcome, um, but I want to encourage you that it takes faith to believe in something you can't see. I want to be really honest with you right now i need I need my faith to increase in the world that I'm living in and in, in the and what I'm seeing happen in churches across America and across the world. I'll be really honest sometimes I'm like, what I, i'm I just want to stay." on this side of the of the fence. We're coming up on a harvest offering and we're like, man, you know, we're struggling at times. Churches are struggling. Businesses are struggling. The economy, how in the world can we give more of our time? Like I'm already spread thin on my time. I'm already overworked. Or my, my resources that I have, I'm, I'm running low on resources. I don't have as much as I used to have. How could I possibly do more. And I really wanna encourage you with the same thing that this message as I'm preparing is encouraging me, that it takes faith to believe in the things that we can't see. And I'm telling you, we'll never see church growth. We'll never see revival if we don't try to jump the fence. And I don't know where we'll land. I don't know where you'll land. But we can live safe. We can live comfortably and we can coast out of here or we can let God write a story in our lives that's by faith. Here's what Ruth Morgan says. Sometimes I'm sad. I know not why my heart is sore distressed. It seems the burdens of this world have settled in my chest. Yet I know, I know that God who does all things right will lead me Thus to understand to walk by faith, not by sight. Though I may not see the way he's planned for me to go, the way seems dark to me, but oh, I'm sure he knows. Today he guides my feeble steps, tomorrows in his right. He has asked me to never fear, but to walk by faith, not by sight. Someday in the midst will roll away, the sun will shine again. I'll see the beauty in the flowers. I'll hear the birds refrain. And then I'll know my father's hand has led the way to light because I placed my hand in his and walked by faith, not by sight. Church, I'm, I'm calling us to live by faith. I'm calling my family to live by faith. We can't lead, live this safe fear-mongered life anymore. Come on, right? We can't be driven for, by fear forever. We know how the story ends and we know the author. I can't see it. I don't know where it's gonna end. I don't know what's gonna happen, but it takes faith to believe in what I cannot see. And I believe in a God that I cannot see who created everything out of Nothing who made you and me distinctly unique for a purpose. And if you don't do it, no one else can. There's no one else that can do what God made you to do. It's time to jump the fence of fear and walk by faith.